to FZOE podcast, the podcast with simple practices to make your life happier and more balanced and meaningful conversations on mental wellness by passionate and informed mental health professionals. Dear listeners, today I have with me my esteemed colleague Eugenia Wittenmeyer-Zink, systemic and family therapist, and we are going to talk about children and the benefits of friendship and how parents influence their children's friendships. Eugenia, welcome to this podcast. Hello, Danai. Thank you for inviting me. It's my pleasure. I would like to ask you, what does it mean for children to have friends? <laughs> yeah, of course, not only for children, but for us adults, having friends is also very important. Um, well, making friends is an essential part of growing up, of our children's social and emotional development. Uh, through making friendships, they gain social competence, altruism, self-esteem, self-confidence, and, and, and. There is a big list. Um, once they begin school, children spend an important amount of time uh, on social interactions with their friends, replacing the time previously spent with siblings or parents. What children do with their friends also clearly changes with their development. During the early years, children spend most of their time with friends engaging in, in imaginative play. When time goes by, the focus shifts on personal preferences. I remember my children around the age of five till seven playing with uh, their friends regularly, building and rebuilding Lego together and having animated conversations. Uh, during middle school age, friendships become more and more cross-gendered and this is normal and nice. Do not influence your child to choose friends from his, her own gender. By adolescence, friendships depending more on self-discovery and affection. So we can see clearly that child development and friendships are going hand in hand. Early year friendships are about entertainment, while later having friends provide children with how to explore identity. Well, what is your experience as a mom and therapist on this? <laughs> yeah, the mom and the therapist, always tricky. Um, but I do, I, I have also asked myself many times the question, are my children going to choose the right friend? Are they able to do it? Um, and in my case, my family is moving countries very often. So we don't have, if we can say so, a nest of people physically close to us. Um, but then in my professional time, you know, I listen to parents and I try to remind them that uh, in the beginning, we are helping our children to create friendships. And after a certain age, they are choosing them on their own. And the time uh, spent with the friends becomes more closely supervised by parents and teachers. Um, sorry becomes less closely supervised by parents and teachers. So a child learns to make friends only after uh, he, she collected certain social skills. And in doing this, the parents have a very important role, like to teach their children to share, to empathize, to ask questions, 
depending on the child's age, of course. So this is an important point where parents have lots of power to give directions. And of course, it is there and it's true, the certain level of intellectual maturity children might don't have all the time. So sometimes we parents tend to judge whether they should allow, where we should allow our, child, our child to remain friends with a particular child or not. And once we label that child as undesirable, we can resist interfering with them. But here's the thing, um, we have to see how does this interfering means to the children? How do they translate it? And the problem is that most children don't take their parents' advice in the right way. They believe that their parents want to limit their independence and choice. Think, I maybe you remember also, when you were a teenager and your friends, your close or not close ones, have your parents liked them all? How did you feel when your parents interfered? And looking back into the years, were your parents right or not? <laughs> and think if you had a bad choice as a friend that time, where did that help you for later? What did you learn? Mm -hmm. Yes, I see. So what about parents that interfere in their children's friendships? Well, let's see here. There are some situations though that I would suggest intervening, like when your child's friend teaching uh, bad habits or values, for example, to lie or to steal. When your child's friend is a manipulative character in a political, religious or ethnical direction, here we have to speak and be clear. Um, maybe um, your child's friend has uh, behavioral issues, like he's very aggressive, uh, he's overreacting, or it seems to be that your child and his friend or her friend have a conflicted relationship, like they fight every day. Um, so I think these are situations that they are, um, we, we have to look closer what's happening. But um, there is not a best recipe um, here than trust in the process. The only thing good that I suggest always is to get to know your children's peer group and keep the conversation alive as much as you can while your child is growing. Encourage your child to make friends and teach him here those skills that would help him or her make good choices. And not only that would prevent your interference, but it would also allow your child to lead an independent social life. But I think I speak enough. <laughs> um, uh, and you and I, what do you say to the parents who they don't like their children's friend? Uh, well, we should take in mind that forbidding a friendship probably won't work. Uh, parental disapproval places a strain on relationships, but it's not a guarantee that the relationship will end. It's possible that forbidding the friendship could make that friend seem more attractive to your child. Second, it's overstepping. Unless your child is in an immediate physical danger, trying to dictate who your child can or can't be friends with strips your child of an essential piece of autonomy and gets in the way with your child's learning to navigate the social world. Then if your child continues the friendship, even without your support, it creates a rift between you and your child. 
And lastly, it could cause conflict with the other child parents. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So how, what do you suggest here? How much can they interfere with that? Well, uh, you can try to get to know the friend. If you get to know the other child better, you may be able to figure out what your child finds appealing about this friend. Most people have some likable qualities and discovering these might help you put your irritations in perspective. Also keep in mind that children are continually growing and changing, so the behaviors that annoyed you before may fade away as the friend matures. And we should always be careful about assuming that whatever wrong behavior concerns uh, concerns us is uh, only the fault of the other child. Our child might have been a willing or eager participant or even have encouraged the friend to do it as well. And all kids make mistakes sometimes. And the other child probably isn't a complete devil. Um, and our child probably is not a perfect angel. We should keep that in mind as well. <laughs> yeah, an angel fall on the war on the earth. <laughs> yeah, there are some families or some parents that they are um, concerned when their child is often alone, um, like they have, they have no friends. So, what do you suggest there? Well, uh, first we should find out if our child feels bad about it. Maybe they miss having friends and sometimes that gets them down. But most of the time, when they are just by themselves, they have a good time. And definitely the last thing someone wants is always to feel sorry for themselves. And one of the most important things we can do is to reflect the joy for their lives. And so they may see it that way too. So while we may want to cure them of not having friends, it's important to support them in creating an enjoyable life. For there is another way of looking at kids who are often alone. And uh, being able to have a good time by yourself is a strength. We call it being self-sufficient with the adults. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. we need, so we need to recognize that their solitude is not necessarily a tragedy. Recognize their pain by saying things like, I know that maybe sometimes you feel bad being alone a lot but we also need to help them build a life and that they can feel good about it. And what helps them build their self-esteem is uh, definitely having numerous friends, it helps, but self-esteem can also come from having hobbies that they care about. So we can focus on what can build, them a build for them a better life make sure they do as well as they can at school, encourage them to get into activities that seem best suited for them, for their interests and their skills, and to share their enthusiasm. 
and be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if a parent comes to you because um, he believes that uh, their child's friend has some serious behavioral issues such as drug consumption and drug consumption, what would you tell them to do and how? Mm -hmm. So they should definitely try to protect their child from any possible bad influence. They may want to alert their friend's parents as well, uh, so they can step in. And they should talk with their child. They may need to eliminate one-on-one -on -one time with that friend, like continue, while continuing to include them in large group or family activities. And one of the most important things to do is to teach their child how to stand up to peer pressure. So someone can role play with their child about how to walk away from peer pressure. Discuss the importance of refusing cigarettes, alcohol and drugs. Let their child know that it's okay to talk to them about peers pressuring them. And of course, if things start to escalate and there is no change in the behavior, they should visit a family therapist and, and the family therapist definitely will guide them towards the appropriate interventions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as you said, I also agree with what you um, said and now very, it's very important for, um, for the children to find uh, their values and their beliefs and having friends with similar values and beliefs, it's helpful, but not always is like this, right? You're right. You're absolutely <clears throat> right. Uh, it was a pleasure for me talking with you today. And I hope our listeners find, found our talk helpful. Thank you, Hanai. For me, it always was also, also always enjoyable to speak to you. My pleasure. And dear listeners, you can always send us your questions to be answered on this podcast by email. You can contact Eugenia at the email address in the description of this episode and me through the contact form of the website of FZOE. Until next time, take care.